is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We are live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I am your host, Carl Coulange. We'd like to welcome you to Hitless Wednesday. Let me introduce my contributors. We have the Cookie Man, a.k.a. Mr. Box Office. And he just told me he's an uncle, too. He loved the kids. Mr. Travis. Travis, how you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm staying out this. I'm praying for all you parents that got to go through this Zoom school virtual learning. I'm over here just chilling. <laughs> we have Paul the Great, the reigning defending MVP of the sports hit list. How you doing, Paul? Hey, man, I'm doing good. You know, here to drop some knowledge and do what I do great, which is be Paul the Great. <laughs> we have Chuck. AKA Pops. Chuck, how you doing, man? How's your daughter? Pretty good. She's doing good. Uh, today, we learned how to catch and how to jump. So the scholarship offers are coming soon. <laughs> and we have the New York native Florida resident, Mr. Ricardo Etienne, who's also playing teacher for his kids, too. Rick, how you doing, my brother? Struggling, bro. Struggling. This, Struggling? This, uh... Part-time teacher life ain't it, man. So shout out to all my teachers, man. Carl, I know you're a professor. All the teachers out there, we appreciate y'all. From a parent, we love and appreciate everything y'all do because this is tough. <laughs> Listen, no, if you need call, any tell tips them, Carl, when they say pay the teachers more, pay them. Pay the teachers, <laughs> all right? <laughs> Listen, if you need some pointers, I know the Sports Hitlist has a bunch of teachers. We got Greg Polius. We got uh, Ziggy Zig. Hit us up. If you need some, some help, just hit us up. I'm sure we can get you with some connect. So we got yeah. you, bro. So today I want to try something new. We have the hitless question of the day. I'm going to ask all my panel, Clubber Lang or Drago? Let me start with Chuck. Chuck, who you going oh. first, brother? Who, who you got? Oh. Clubber Lang versus Ivan Drago. I think I got to go Drago. Drago, you going Drago. MVP, who you got? Man, give, give me Clubber Lang, bro. Clubber Lang. I, I pity the fool. Uh, Travis, <laughs> who you got, brother? I'm going to go Drago, man. Drago. Uh, Rick, who you got? Yeah, I got to tip the scale and keep it at Drago, man. So we got three Dragos and MVP going with Clubber Lang. So that's the question for the day. You guys make sure to leave a comment. Let me know who who would you take in a battle. Would you take Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago? I would say Drago. If he dies, he dies. He killed, he killed Creed. <laughs> <laughs> like, how could you go look, against look, that? Look he at it this Creed. way. Why did, why did Clubber Lang lose the fight? He ain't have the stamina. <laughs> he definitely did he did for sure so so paul mvp i don't know what you think with that pick brother but hey, I, I, hey man I, you bet on you bet on club of laying in vegas you hit it large baby y'all can y'all can have drago <laughs> all right so today we wanted to start the show off with what we call quick picks special shout out to jj louis jj developed this segment called quick picks for different <laughs> sports different activities um basically cartoon characters movies anything of pop culture. So I said to him, you know what, let's try it on a sports hit list live. We did one for W pro wrestling. Let me see what you guys would think if we do a live quick picks. Um, I'm going to screen share my screen to show you guys what the draft board looks like for those uh, people home out there. Uh, let's do a quick share and let's see here. And if you can see the screen right now, this is our draft quick picks NFL offense. Each member of the hit list contributors will get to pick a quarterback, a tight end, wide receiver, running back, and then they get a wild card pick. So what's going to happen is after they make their pick, I will basically cross off the list who they get to pick. And then that's how we determine everyone's team and the fans can vote who has the best team. So now let me out of my hit list magic box, I'm going to do who gets the first, second, third, and fourth. And that's our draft order for each and every round. Please don't let, 
Please don't let the Knicks curse come on me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Who we got first? For the fans. Chuck gets to go first. Oh. Chuck gets the first pick. Easy, easy money. I got to take my boy. Hold on one second. We oh. got to get the rest of the draft order. Chuck, oh. <laughs> ready to go. Chuck, ready, ready to go. go. I'm ready. Travis gets the second pick. Oh, I'll take it. This is not rigged, by the way. So <laughs> MVP gets the third pick, and that means, Rick, you get the fourth and final pick. Okay. I'm sorry. The, the draft doesn't like Florida very much, so. so. <laughs> All yeah, right. We, we don't do good with draft. Either, so, you know. <laughs> All right. So, Chuck, you get the first pick. Who are you taking in the, in, on, on the hit list uh, on the quick picks? I got to take Christian McCaffrey, uh, best running back in the league. Um, guy could do it all, run out of the backfield, catch out of the backfield. I think he put up a thousand and a thousand last year, which is absurd. So I got to take Christian McCaffrey. Okay. So let me do a little cross off. Christian McCaffrey Whoa. comes off the list. There Chuck, we go. So this, this is the ain't, update. This ain't based on fantasy points. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is like you Christian build McCaffrey an comes off the draft. Here. So he comes off the draft board. Okay. Travis, you're up next. Who you got? Oh, I, this is easy right here. Chuck, you laid it up for me. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes, quarterback. Right, most, Mahomes. Important, most important position in football right there. We building a roster, not a fantasy league here, okay? Travis, trust me. Trust me. Okay. okay. Let's go. MVP, who you got? Yeah, he's out of control, man. Let me go Saquon Barkley, baby. Why are we Saquon. treating this like fantasy football? <laughs> We're building an actual <laughs> roster here. Okay, and Rick, and Rick, Rick, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 I'm here. You hear me? Yeah, who you got? All right, so, so I'm, I'm based on the picks that have come off the board already. I'm gonna kind of lean with Travis here, man. Give me the MVP, man. Give me Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Okay. All right. So now let me go back. Snake? So, so let me go back to my board here real quick, so everyone can see who's still available. So let's see here. Uh, Patrick Mahomes comes off, Lamar Jackson is off, and Saquon Barkley comes off. Okay, so just you guys take a look at the draft board to see who's still available. Um, and now we're going to go to Chuck. I'm going to leave this up here for our contributors, for everybody to see who's still available on the board. And now let's go to Chuck. Chuck, who are you taking next? All right, I got to take Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Okay, Travis, who you got? I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go with the tight end position. I'm gonna take George Kittle. What was the two? What was the two common denominators of the teams in the Super Bowl last year? The first and second best tight end in the league. George Kittle. Okay. MVP, who you got? Hey, you guys are just making this easy. I'm gonna go with another running back. I'm gonna go with Ezekiel Elliott. Nice. Get my wild card off the table early. You just don't beat a roster. <laughs> That has Barkley and Elliott. It's as <laughs> oh. Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, Rick, who you got? All right. Um, I was hoping to get Zeke there, but uh, since he came up off the board, I'm gonna need somebody for Lamar to pass it to. So let's go, D. Hop. Hopkins. Okay. So let me go back to my draft board. Let me share my screen again for everyone to see at home. So let's see. Uh, Russell Wilson comes off. 
George Kittle comes off as well. Running back, Ezekiel Elliott. And wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, this is what's left on the board so far. Everybody still has two more picks left to go. Let's go to Chuck. Chuck, who you got next? I am, I'm going to take the best tight end in the league and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. Is that Rick? Let me see if this will work. Travis? Uh, I got to go running back because they disappeared, so I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. Okay. Uh, Paul the Great. You guys are crazy. Michael Thomas. <laughs> the Kevin Durant of, yeah, of the NFL. Right. When's, when's, when's the last time one of these big number one receivers actually won a Super Bowl? But okay. It ain't about winning the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> yes, it is. We're and Rick, who you got? Building a roster. It's not fan. I'm not building a fantasy. All right, man. Give me, uh, give me the beast. I ain't got to run it back yet. So give me Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Okay, so let's go back again to the draft board. Who's coming off? Derrick Henry comes off. Alvin Kamara comes off. We're done with running backs. Who else? Who else? Michael Thomas comes off as well. Um, and Travis Kelsey comes off. Okay, so left on the board, we have Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Rob Gronk, uh, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, uh, Tyree Kill, and Adam Thien. So let's see who's left. Uh, Chuck, you're on the clock. The last uh, I pick. Got, I got to take your wide receiver here and go Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Travis? Simple. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. I already got Pat Mahomes. Team him up again. Okay. Paul? Need a machine, baby. Zach Ertz. Yeah. Sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. <laughs> And Rick. Man. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rick. The last oh, pick doesn't get that much. Yeah, ain't, ain't really nothing left. Damn. Can I get two wild cards instead? No. <laughs> it don't work like that. <laughs> it don't work like that, brother. I mean, oh, we, we might be able to work out a trade for you, sir. I might have I a trade mean, for you. You still have one wild card, but who you got on the board left? Who you taking? Damn, I got no skill guys left. Like... Who's left on the board? I'm bugging. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let, let, let me screen share for you. So Damn. let's see here. Julio Jones comes off. Tyreek Hill comes off. Yeah. And Zach Ertz comes off. So basically, this is what you have left, right? You got yeah. uh, Mark Andrews, Adam T, Rob Gronk, uh, Deshaun Watson, and Tom Brady. Man. Um, are we trading afterwards? Can you make a pick before we talk about <laughs> trades? <laughs> like, Yo, how can you talk about trades without making a pick? Give me Andrews. Andrews. Mark Andrews. Damn. All right, Mark Andrews. Okay, so that's everybody off the draft board. So everyone, so we left Tom, before we get into wild cards, this is what we guys left off. Is there a reason why none of these guys were selected? You didn't pick Rob Gronk, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, hey, and uh, Adam. We got another pick, baby. That's why. I know, right? Slow you down do, there. but it's a, wild, it's a wild card. That's anybody. I didn't know anybody was going to take anybody off the draft board. I think hey, it was man, someone listen. completely not on there. All right. So, listen. Chuck, you get your last pick. I'm going to take Adam Thielen. Set it up right and nice for me. Appreciate it. Okay. Anytime. Travis? 
I'm gonna take Gronk, man. I'm gonna get a year or two out of him. <laughs> two two tight end set, Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill. I'm good. Paul the Great. Deshaun Watson, Superman. Man, this is a this is already a Super Bowl. <laughs> okay, and then Rick, who you got? Rick, who you got? Give me Mike Evans. He ain't on the list. It's a wild card. You can pick anybody he wants. Yeah, that's what I told oh, you. Wow. I said that. Listen, niggas, fundamental. I'm the only one that came prepared, Professor. That's proper preparation. I said I you came pick prepared. Anybody. I said that. I literally wow. said you could pick well, anybody. Go back. <laughs> now we gotta go back. You guys don't listen. Now you wanna go back? I, I specifically said you can pick anybody you want to. It doesn't have to be on the list. You can have him, I mean, you took hey, this 55-point quarterback. You can have him. Listen, honestly, okay, honestly Rick, I'll, I'll say... even trade Andrews for another wild card. Rick, 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 Rick who is your wild card pick? Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Like, like okay. I said, I'm willing Back to, to Chuck. Andrews. Chuck, are you willing to cross off for anybody else offensively in the NFL for your list? Yes, I'm taking away Adam Thielen. And That's the only person I'm, you can take away. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Travis, are you taking off um Gronk for someone? Uh yeah, I'm gonna take Gronk out and I'm going to throw in Nick Chubb. And everybody won two running backs. <laughs> Nick Chubb. Right, okay. Do uh, Paul MVP, who you got? I'm straight. You straight. Okay. <laughs> so looking at these teams, well, let me first, before we do that, um, let me just share the screen and show everybody who's left on the board. So Gronk comes off, right? Or no? Did no, you I put, I put, no, I put I put him back on there. Oh, okay. You put him back on there. Okay. Let me do undo. Okay, so this is what we have left. So nobody took Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, uh, Gronk. I got, um, I got Watson, baby. I got Watson. You, you got Watson. You did. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, so Watson comes off. Okay, um, is then looking at Chuck's team, right? Right. What do you think of Chuck's team? I is love it, it. No, besides you, Chuck. I'm saying everybody else. Who's, who's what do we think? You got to remind me who he has again. All right, yeah. I got. Russell Wilson as my quarterback. I got McCaffrey in the backfield. I got Julio and and Devontae Adams on the outside, and I got Travis Kelsey over the middle. I like that team right there. That's that's a good that's team. The, yeah, the Christian McCaffrey pick. That's a good pick right there. All right, so his team is pretty solid. Travis, obviously. <laughs> Travis, can you tell your team to 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 the congregation so they can judge and see how your team went? Uh, of course, we got, you know, the Super Bowl MVP and Patrick Mahomes. We got Alvin Kamara. We got the number one tight end in the league at George Kittle. And we also have Nick Chubb in the backfield. What do you and, think of that? And, Ty, and Tyreek Hill. Is that fair? What do, what do you think of that team? That's a Super Bowl uh, right there. He, he's, he's, he's got a lot of speed. With, uh, speed kills. And, uh, Hill. MVP, what do you think of Travis's uh, Cookie Man's team? Average. <laughs> the man, the man, the guy y'all been out here caping for for two years, Patrick Mahomes, and y'all gonna tell me my team is average? All right, I'll give you that. You got the, you got the built-in chemistry of Mahomes in the hill. I'll give you that. You know that's okay. I got speed and running back. <laughs> Paul the Great, tell us your team. Paul the Great, tell us your team again, so the, the I mean, so the congregation can just Saquon Barkley, if healthy, is easily see back. You're talking about Zeke the Freak, best running back in football between the tackles. 
we talking about Michael Thomas, the man, right? We had like 199 catches last year. Michael fucking Thomas, right? Zach Ertz, the machine at tight end. 150 targets a year for Carson Wentz. And then we talking about Superman, who is going to be asked to do more yeah. Superman stuff in yeah. Deshaun Watson by not having a guy like Nuke. I mean, you'd be crazy to not think this team is elite. You know what that team is? It ain't great. Paul may think he's great, but that team ain't great. You just you just mad because you, you don't got the cookies and you won't have the wins. I mean, it's just bro. Uh, Rick, 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 what do you think of his team? I mean, the team is solid. Yeah, you can't go wrong. He he beefed up the backfield, which is you know smart. Obviously, you got a two-headed backfield. Not good. You're good to go. So I'll give him that. Okay, Rick, can you tell us your team to the congregation so they can judge it? All right, man, we got reigning MVP, Mr. Lamar Jackson. He's going to be throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and uh, Mark Andrews. And we got Derrick Henry coming out the backfield. What do you guys think of his team? I don't oh, know. Rick like a, Rick like a gym on, uh, he looked like a GM on the hot seat to me. Well, <laughs> but, listen, but listen, in the interest of fairness, Rick had, Rick had the last pick. What could he have done in that position? Listen, Every, listen, everybody hold on. came up the draft board. Yo, hold on, hold on. Let me say something real quick. Let me say something real quick. Number one, I feel like it should have been a snake draft because I was ready for the back-to-back once I you said agree. I had four. I agree. Number well, this, two, this ain't can fantasy I fantasy football? We you're right. In a you're roster. right. So here's the thing. Can I can I trade out Mark Andrews for another can't do no more trade, bro. So okay, <laughs> Mark let me ask you, listen, listen. According to JJ, JJ didn't build this for trades. But this since this is the sports hit list. And I like to offer, in the interest of fairness, I'm going to offer. Is anyone willing to trade any pieces for their for for their respective teams? I want to make a trade right now, but it doesn't what mean do anybody else wants to. What, do you offer, what are you offering up, sir? No, not even not even not even on their team. I want to I want to be able to pick another guy's a, a wild card instead of Mark Andrews, if that's okay. Mark Andrews, that guy. I, I I don't know if you can do you can't do that because you have to stick with. Yeah, the I don't know. You're right. Then I'll stick. Then I'll stick with that because the only other guy. Anybody willing to trade a piece? Trying to bend the rules. Who wants? Listen, is there anybody willing to trade a piece on their team? I want. Or not? I, I want Zach Ertz. So what's up? Oh, nah. Nah. <laughs> Come on, let's 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 make a trade. Hey man, we, we can discuss this offline. <laughs> Everybody's available for the right price. All right. Right. <laughs> I will say Zach Ertz is my guy, so you know I I, I would definitely want to have Zach Ertz on my squad for sure. I mean, here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. All right. When you look at Travis's team, he got a, guy, he got a bunch of guys that even he don't love. That's not true. Well, yeah. Okay, so Travis, why was you I've, 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 I've never said I don't love Patrick Mahomes. He is he is the best quarterback in the league. I just think that what his MVP season was not better than Drew Brees. I never said I don't love Patrick Mahomes. Okay? Drew Brees should have been your wild card. You know, why would I do that? That's just crazy. He old. I'm trying. I'm trying to build for the future. All my players is young, and most of them on first contracts. Huh. I'm here for ten. Dynasty. Okay. Well, technically, he is. It don't start for another year or two. Hey, you just said dynasty. Yeah, he ain't on. He gonna need that. He gonna need that money. Anybody else up to offer a trade for any of their players, or everyone is setting their setting there with with the team that they have? Chuck? I think I got the best team in the league. Stop it. Oh, no. Nah, <laughs> I have a, a top five player at every position. I'm building Chuck. a dynasty over here. Stop it. 
Nah. Easy. All starts at start, it all starts at the QB position. The only player I would trade, honestly, I would trade, I would trade Deshaun Watson for Odell Beckham. I'll roll with a waiver wire quarterback if I have to, bro. Oh, you're nuts, Alex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rick. You're not the only GM on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. He's Odell, bro. Odell. Redemption 2020 season. He's Odell. Yo, Ray Jarvis, tell him Odell about the cook, bro. You <laughs> <laughs> don't have a quarterback. I <laughs> one, bro. Odell would have a quarterback for you? Um, (laughs) Gentlemen, this was fun. I know I'm going to see some of you guys in the segment later on for the AFC South, the preview. But just real quick, uh, football season comes back next week. Are you really excited for it? To see the the new social distance era of football? Or nervous? I'm not not worried about the fans. I don't watch watch to see the fans. I watch to see the game. I don't care. I'm ready. You don't care. The only concerned about, Carl, honestly, is injuries. Because... Doesn't matter what you see on TV, or you hear about in these training camps, these guys scrimmaging, right? You're never gonna take the head off the, of of your star player, right? So you're talking sure. about offensive linemen that ain't really head to head contact, full go. You're talking about defensive backs that haven't been really laying hits on wide receivers. You're talking about a lot of walkthroughs and un unequipment wearing practices. That's my concern for opening week. When you talk about star players going down, that's my only concern. You can see a lot of soft tissue injuries going on out here. It's going to be yeah. a lot of hamstring pulls. It's going to be a lot of weird, finicky injuries, especially for some of these fast guys. The Tyreek Hills of the world, these burners, man, like they get out there and really go hard. That's my concern. Okay. One thing I, I have one thing is I'm worried about one of these superstar quarterbacks potentially catching COVID and having to sit out for two weeks. Like how how a team's gonna adapt to that? The thing is, it might not be two weeks, but hey, we'll see. I think um I think the biggest issue is gonna be what the product looks like initially. Those first uh, four or five games or so. I know everybody hates the preseason, but it's a necessary evil. It kind of you know starts getting these guys up and running. So um, it's really gonna be I'm gonna be really interested to see what the actual play and product looks like those first couple of seasons, especially for the rookies who you know, aren't going to see live bullets until they're live bullets, you know what I mean? So it's going to be definitely interesting to see, especially with the type of class of rookies we got coming in this year. we got a lot of guys that are expected to uh, contribute almost initially. So without having that prep and that preseason to get them going, I want to see what they look like initially. But, you know, this is media, so I do got to cover some media here. What I am not concerned about is the product we see on television. Because my biggest concern with the NBA bubble was we need to see the fans in the stands and the guys pumping their chest at the crowd, slapping fives and doing all those weird things. And NFL, you know, I never mm-hmm. cared about the fans. And the way they got the camera <laughs> angles, you don't even see the fans. So at the end exactly. of the day, I think the product in which we see, even though we don't really know what the rule is, state to state, team to team, the fans, I think what you're going to see out there, as usual, is just an amazing product on Sundays, Thursdays and Mondays, and who knows, potentially other days of the week. Lastly, before I let you guys go, are you concerned about knowing that the NFL um, fans can get really loud and it uh, covers play calling? How do you go about play calling now with no fans yeah. and no in, in that atmosphere? Is that really a factor or no? Absolutely. Well, no, because now they, now they do it in the headset, so it goes directly into the, 
the player's ear, like the quarterback or the middle linebacker's ear. So I don't okay. think that's really a big okay, issue. Crap. I can tell you never played anything where you took play calls, right? <laughs> I, was, I was a lineman. I was a lineman, <laughs> sir. I had to worry about that. <laughs> Here's the thing, On the road, everything changed for teams when you went into hostile environments. 50% of the, ex- the execution happens at the line of scrimmage. The Russell Wilsons, the Patrick Mahomes, i.e. the Peyton Mannings, right? He called the game from the line of scrimmage. You know how complex that is with 75,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs, yep. pumping up the crowd? That all goes out the window. You'll be able to hear the audible in the booth. <laughs> like, and there'll be no, there'll be, you won't see delay of games as frequently. There'll be a lot less penalties. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think the game yeah. will become home field advantage might not matter, man. I hate to say that. But yeah, I'll, I'll agree. Home field advantage is not it's not going to be a big thing. But as far as plays coming in from the sideline, I don't think that would be an issue. But that wasn't yes, his play. That wasn't well, that that's what I thought. The question, that's what I thought the question was. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Guys, when people don't give you the answer to your question, please do. So for the next segment, so when you guys go, uh, go ahead, Chuck. The thing that nobody's talking about is how many free agents are still available. You still got uh, like Clowney and, and guys like that still out there on the market. And the season begins a week from tomorrow. So it's going to be interesting to see if these guys, you know, just cave in and take lesser than, than what they're asking for. All right. Um, I know Chuck, I know uh, Paul, Travis, and Rick, I'm going to see you on the AFC South because I know you guys have a couple questions to ask Dan. So I'll see you guys a little bit later on in the show. All right. All right. All right. No problem. Thank you, guys. You're watching the Sports Hit List live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Let me bring in my NBA contributors. Um, Let's see who we got coming in right now. We have uh, Anthony. Anthony, just turn your phone for me real quick. And we also have Mike. And Rick is going to leave the conversation. Uh, Yo, yo. Yo. How you guys doing? Great, as always. Oh, you always have to have the Flaker stuff on, don't you? All right. Oh, yeah, you know, too. Tis, tis the season to be a Laker. So, guys, before we begin our segment, we have a couple of NBA issues to address. But I have to ask you the hitless question of the day. Clubber Lang versus Ivan Drago in a fight. Mike, who you taking? Clubber Lang, 100%. Why? 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 why is listen, listen. I, Ivan killed Creed, though. So how can you go against uh, uh, Drago? He killed Creed. Yeah, that don't matter. We, <laughs> Rocky was beating Cree all the time. Listen, <laughs> you always can go with Clubber Lang, man. Mr. T was in so much shape at that point, man. Listen, you go Mr. T every all time. Right. Anthony, who you got in the fight? Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago? Clubber Lang, man. Clubber, wh- why Clubber? Because I pity the fool. You tell him, man. You don't go fool. against the grain, man. You don't go against the grain, man. I'm, I'm not a fool. I don't know about you, but... I, I said I've been Drago. Fool, listen, call. listen, if he dies, he dies. No? Hey. That's a high <laughs> line, but... <laughs> oh, man, you guys are crazy. But we got some NBA action, some drama. We got game seven tonight, the OKC Thunder versus the Houston Rockets. Who right. we taking in this game, fellas? Who we got, Hold Mike? Hold on, before, before, before you go there, um, Mike, how was that Denver series? What do you mean? I heard, I heard you said it was going to be a, a very, we have very... Some... <laughs> I, would, I mean, Utah, it shouts out to, to Spider Mitchell, man. Hey, he did what he was saying. That thing he, was pretty interesting. Hard. He played great, man. I'm proud of him, man. He hold, he held it down for New York, man. So I'm proud That's of cool. him. But how about, I picked how about win, that though. Anthony Davis? Huh? Huh? Oh, What'd you God. say? Huh? How about that Anthony Davis? How about him? 
Oh, okay. no, because you, you said, ask me? Listen, oh, okay. because, listen, listen, let me address Which, this. Mike, Mike oh, before okay. we start today's segment, uh, a lot of members of the Hitless congregation have a problem with you saying that Anthony Davis was like a LaMarcus Aldridge, and he's not playing like a LaMarcus Aldridge. So LaMarcus they remember your Aldridge. comments about that years ago. No, it's not, now they're bringing back on. it up. Don't say, it ain't a lot. It's just Ant telling everybody. Ain't no a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Greg, like, Greg, no, Greg Polius also too. Greg Polius told us we had to bring it to the Greg of the... Uh, to the front of the congregation so, just so we could address it. So I'm just giving you some back backstory. It's Ant. That. Uh, that's my bro. I love Ant. It's Ant. I, I ain't nobody you know, else. You know why I'm here. I know he's doing it. And listen, you know why I'm here. AD played incredible. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm not running. AD played incredible. So, mm. you know, time will tell, man. He's still playing with him. My main point with all of that was he playing with LeBron. So that ain't changed. He's doing the same thing. Yo, he was doing fire. Could, but let's get into Falco, I already told you, you're not allowed to speak to me for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to speak All to right, me. guys, guys, so we have a game right, seven tonight. Um, who, who, who's taking the game seven tonight? Houston or OKC? And who you got? I have OKC and Chris Paul overachieving again and taking out the Houston Rockets because that's what Chris Paul does, make his team overachieve. No, he doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, Falco, Falco, who you got in game seven tonight? The Houston Rockets. They're supposed to win. They will win. I expect James Harden to show up. All the James Harden hate that everyone loves to say that he doesn't uh, uh, come up clutch in big moments. I think he's going to come up big tonight. I think Russell Westbrook will be more aggressive. He was shooting, he's been shooting way too much from the outside. He needs to know his strength, push the pace, get the ball in transition, finish at the rim, kick out the shooters. But we know Mike D'Antoni's system. He's going to live and die by the three ball. The Rockets hit their threes, they will win. If they don't, they're going to keep shooting threes, and that's where they come in a lot of trouble, but I'm taking the Rockets still. And Mike, who you got in tonight's game? I got Houston in a blowout. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna keep it real. I think because Houston in the three wins, they blew them out. And then in game five, they blew them out by 40. So they're clearly the better team. Right. I'm gonna keep it real though, Carl. I'm conflicted. I would, I think Houston's gonna win. But man, how funny that would be if James Harden loses for what man. Brandon just said. Because you're making the first round a big moment, man. If he lose this game, and they got rid of Chris Paul for for Russell Westbrook, and they lose, oh lord! Hold on, I just said anybody to real, him. Real quick, I just oh, tweet. I just real quick, I just tweeted last night. If the Rockets lose tonight, James Harden will be traded, and or Mike D'Antoni is fired. Mark my words. All right. Uh, Miss Cleo is joining us for this segment. Miss Cleo, who you have in game seven real quick tonight? Houston OKC. I never bet against Russell Westbrook, so I'm going with uh, the Rockets. Okay. All right. No problem. Tonight, we will have a live sports hit list post game immediately following that game seven. Uh, you'll make sure you tune in and we could definitely talk about the Western Conference semifinals. But today, we are here to do another edition of our favorite segment, star or superstar, present NBA players. This is how it's played. I have a list of current NBA stars in this box. I will call out a name, and you guys will tell me if that person's a star or superstar. Why not? Please make in mind, just try to keep it short so we can could everyone get everyone's opinion. And Paul is on this segment because his favorite player is in this box. He, I know he's in this box. I don't know where, but we know he's in there because we have to talk about him. But let me start off and see who's the first player on here. Let's see who we got. John Wall, star or superstar? Star. Go? Star? Star. Why is he a star, Paul? Um, Consistently an all-star when healthy. 
um, averages a double-double. Um, I wouldn't say he was on the cups of being a superstar when he was um, when he was healthy, but as of right now, I, I would call him a star. He's a difference okay. maker when he plays with Washington. That's it. Okay. Brandon, star superstar for John, uh, for John Wall? He's a star. He's nowhere near a superstar. He does not put a team over the top. He's not a championship caliber number one option. If you are a superstar in this league, you're a number one option on a championship team. John Wall is far from that. Mike, do you agree? I don't agree with all of that, but he's a star. He's a star. He was close. He was close. He, John Wall is on the cusp. He kept getting injured. So I think that's what knocks John Wall more than anything is that he can't stay healthy. But no, he has all the stuff, the superstar qualities, box office. He has all of that. He just hasn't lived up to it because of the injuries. So because of that, I have to say star. But no, I don't agree that he was never even close to stopping. All right. Okay. Anthony, star, superstar. Yep, have to agree. Star. Star. He's a star. Same reason. Okay. Let me go to my box again. Who we got here? Who's up next? Joel Embiid, star or superstar? Star. <laughs> star. Star. Why? Yeah. Star. Why? Um, you know, he has all the potential in the world and things, but. You know, superstars stay in shape. Superstars could play majority of the uh, uh, other than um, Kawhi at Leonard, but you know, some superstars you know can play majority of the season, different things like that. But he's a he's definitely a star. But you know, he has he has work to do before he reached that plateau. Mike, you agree? Yes, sir. I, for everything Ann just said, he he hasn't lived up to. We just Joel Embiid is still this person, and we keep saying potential, potential, potential. No, you ain't potential and a superstar. Nope, he's one or the other. You okay. can't be both. So, all right. The process. In the process Falco, Falco and Miss Cleo, right. do you agree with the panel that Joel Embiid's a star? Yeah, it's like superstar and then like Joel Embiid's like right there. I feel like he's just underneath being a superstar. He needs to prove that he could be, again, a number one option on a championship team, put a team over the top and, and, and bring them further than they were supposed to. Joel Embiid hasn't proven that. He's got to fix his diet. He's got to stay healthy. A wise man once said, your best ability is your availability. Guy's got to play more. Miss Cleo, do you agree with the panel? I agree, but not for the reasons that people are saying. For me, he's a star because if you're crying over Jimmy Butler, you're clearly not a superstar. Execution is poor. His late game execution. Miss Cleo with the facts. That, that, that's a great way to look at it. He's crying over not. Jimmy Butler. That's a great way to look at right. it. I, like that. I don't think that would, that would be a good thing. I would like Jimmy Butler on my team. Not if you're a superstar. You <laughs> Why not? That, that's a, that's a, that's complaining close, that's about um, a Jimmy Butler not being on the team. Yeah, that's what a good point. He only played for two months there. And he's cool. crying over him. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Here's our next player, Russell Westbrook. Star or superstar? Come on, don't even ask that. That's disrespectful. I'm going to ask yeah, it. Disrespectful. How dare you? Disrespectful. How? I'm asking the question. Disrespectful. How dare you? You know that. How? Superstar. Next, next question. question. I'm not, don't even no. ask nobody that. You know That's why I'm going to ask it? Again, bro. listen, Brandon just said superstars lead their teams to championships. Did he not just say that, right? But that's yeah. false. What, what, that, that, so, 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 Brandon's assessment is wrong. His definition is wrong. Allen Iverson is wrong. Ray, Ray Allen? Nobody agrees with him. I'm just him. asking a question. Don't know I'm not even going to crucify me. Hold on, Mike. I don't know what you guys are saying. Mike, what'd you say? What'd you say? There is no way your definition is wrong. And one, and you 
Russell Westbrook is definitely a super. Come no, on, he's not. Oh. no, he's not. No, he's <laughs> not. Don't do it. Was he not the second best player on a championship team? Maybe one A, one B. I never won a champ. What in twenty twelve? One A, one B. In twenty twelve. Can't average a triple double. Twenty sixteen. And, and don't Westbrook tell him those numbers. Hold on, hold on. Listen, 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 listen. Uh, MVP, Paul, listen, Paul the MVP just said Russ ain't no superstar. How is he a bona fide superstar? So again, yeah, it's, it's a question. First of all, first of all, it's, 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 first of all Paul Wilson is not MVP anymore. So we need to stop referring <laughs> him as the MVP. Russell okay, so, Westbrook is a star. He hasn't even proven he could be the second best player on a championship winning team. He's he not went to, Oh, you see, I know how you said winning. Oh, okay, okay, but Mike, but listen, but listen, but listen, Mike, but listen, Mike. What happened when? What okay. happened when Kevin Durant left? That's him? a fair question. He had three years without Kevin Durant. What's his roster look like? What was his roster? I don't think. the MVP last year. And he got found in the first round by Portland. Get out of here. Oh, he didn't win an MVP when Kevin Durant left? He didn't win an MVP when Kevin Durant left? Ask him again. I said, did he win an MVP when Kevin Durant left? No, he won an MVP being the sixth seed in the Western Conference. No, that's not the question. The question <laughs> I asked you again. Kevin Durant left. Did he okay. win MVP? No, no, no. No, Mike, he answered the question, and you're wrong. Yes, he did. He actually did win an MVP along with other things. Don't talk to me about what the team was supposed to do because, again, he didn't have a contending team. Well, yeah, George Paul was right. third in the MVP last year. What are you saying? Was that not a number mean? two option? Was that not, not, that's not good enough for a number two option. That's what happens what that when you play with Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russell Westbrook makes the 1A or 1B MVP caliber. James Harden, yeah. third in MVP this year. Yeah. Kevin Durant. And then Paul George. Paul George is not, Paul George, George was, was not a top two player last okay. year. Okay. Paul George's right. best year was with Russell Westbrook. Yes or okay. no? Thank you. His best year in it. Answer the question, Brandon. Was yeah, Paul George best year in his whole career with Russell Westbrook? Yes, that is a yes. What that doesn't make Russell, Russell Westbrook make players, players better. better. What is, simple? Not like a superstar to me. Talk to him. Okay. All right, all right. Thank you, Let's go on to the next player. This is getting good now. Russell Paul, Westbrook that was, was disrespectful. It was a dis that it's a fair true. question. You can't crucify me for a fair question. Nah, we didn't no, we have to ask that again. Okay, okay. Carl Anthony Towns, star, or superstar. Star. Bum. Star. <laughs> Bum. I'll take that too. I'll take, I'll take that too. <laughs> there's, nine, there's nine guys I will call a superstar. If it's not those nine, I'm not calling you a superstar. Okay, it's fair. That's fine. I don't know about your definition, man. Kyrie Yours Irving. Star, listen, Kyrie Irving, star, uh, superstar. Star. Kyrie's a star? Star. Superstar. Superstar. Superstar point guard. That's another thing too. This thing goes by position. Superstar point guard. He's a we ain't doing that. We ain't giving no He's a superstar. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. No, we ain't doing that. We ain't making excuses. We ain't doing that, Ant. We ain't making excuses. No, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, so okay, so Mike says no. Anthony says yes. Paul, Miss Cleo, saw a superstar for Kyrie. He is on the cups. For me, he's better. He's he's right on the level under superstar. Right. Why do I say this? Because when he's injured, his teams play better without him. That's a fact. So I, I mean, Stop that. look Stop at what happened it. with Brooklyn. Look at what happened with numbers. You know numbers what I'm saying, lie, bro? It's numbers. You know what I'm saying? He still doesn't even have a winning percentage in his playing career. You know, so I can't call him a superstar. Now, has he hit superstar level clutch shots? Absolutely. 
But and when the game is on the line, I, can, I mean, I don't want Kyrie with the ball. Oh, you oh, you mean how how when LeBron didn't have when LeBron and the Cavs didn't have him, how they lost in what was that six, and then how when he did have him, how they won in seven. That's a fair point. That, that and then the next like year they lost in five. So, so what? So what that five mean? They lost in five. He had the opportunity to be a number one option in Boston. And the fact that failed. he failed chemistry. When you were he a he got injured. Okay. No, no, no. He played in the playoffs and they got embarrassed by the Bucks. Listen, listen. Here's the other thing that we don't factor in. We're talking about superstar. We're talking about, I guess, pop culture. Kyrie is that he's he's been that figure. He's had he does. Movie. He has box office. Uncle he's Drew, box office. Right. Yeah, he has Uncle his own Drew. movie. He has his own sneakers. And I got a pair of Uncle Drews too. You right? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! So again, those are all points to Kyrie's point, Mike. There you go. That was my argument for Vince Carter last week. It was too, right. We have to be consistent. We Carl, have you to be. a snake, bro. <laughs> I, Kyrie is right. the same thing as like Joel and B. Like same class. Like he's just there, but he's not there. What he did in nah, Boston. You're right. Nah, I got to change my mind. He's a superstar. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I can't argue That's that. That's fair. That's fair. Office. Office. I can't argue that. Okay. Dad, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me move on to the next player. We got two more left. Carl, what a jerk, man. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Superstar. 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 Okay. So the reason why Miss Cleo is on this too. segment is because Miss Cleo, um, free Miss Cleo, by the way. Whoever, whoever got him in Facebook jail, we got to let him go. Free Miss Cleo. in Facebook jail again? Again, yeah. 30 days, Always 30 days. <laughs> so, but every single time we talk about Jimmy Butler, Miss Cleo has been a very big advocate of why he's a superstar. The oh, floor is yours, Miss Cleo. Tell us why is he a superstar. I'm going to put it to you why he's not. There's, there's levels. There's all-star, star, superstar. If we look at the all-stars at that position this year, Middleton, Ingram, Butler, uh, LeBron, Kwai. The PER of Middleton and Ingram were 19, and the PER of Jimmy Butler was closer to Kwai and LeBron than they were to Middleton and Ingram. He leads his position in free throw rate, second in his position in, in um, assist rate. His um, offensive rebounding rate is number one at his position. He's clutch. He hit the, mo the most game-winning shots last year in Minnesota and Philadelphia. When the game is on the line, the teams give him the ball. Every time he leaves a team, the team gets worse and rebuild. Look at what look at what Philly's going through. Minnesota, Chicago. He joins a team uh, that doesn't make the playoffs, and then the next year, they're better. This guy makes – he's a great leader. He makes his teammates better. He motivates his teammates. And if you don't have the accountability to coach, hold yourself accountable and be the star player that you can be with Jimmy Butler, he's going to call you out on it. He is a superstar, so no doubt about it. And that's why they call me Miss Cleo. Know my Carl, name. So, so Carl, let's flip. my name. So let's flip, his, let's flip his argument a little bit. So what did he do with the Bulls? Well, the, he lost to LeBron. Whose fault is that? They didn't uh, no, 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 no. You're a Kumo with the game tied on the okay. line. What are you talking so about? So he lost. Okay, what did he do with Minnesota? Nothing. Took them. Nothing. Took a team that didn't win sick for sixteen years. No playoff berths. Took them to and, the eight seed. Lost to the and, MVP James Harden. And what did they do? Get embarrassed in the first round. Okay, so what did he do with Philadelphia? He was on the verge of making it to the 
Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, he he lost again. okay, cool. He lost again. All right, here's the point. Jimmy Butler is a very good piece to your team. Jimmy Butler is not the team. The When we talk about superstars, we talk about, I have a franchise. I have nothing. Right. I need someone to start it with. I'm never going to start it with Jimmy Butler. Never. He's never going to be your number one guy. They have Bam and everybody else, and then they added Jimmy. Jimmy is a nice piece that can put you over the top. Right. Jimmy is not the champ. He doesn't start a franchise. Ain't nobody saying, oh, we got to draft 30 players. There's 30 players that's going to get drafted before Jimmy. Stop it. Stop, Stop. Stop it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Miami right make now. the playoffs last year? I can name 20 players right now if we were starting to draft. I can name 20 players that you would take over Jimmy Butler. 20. You bugging. Okay, okay. Mike. Anthony, go ahead. Uh, Anthony, go ahead, buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mike, Brandon. Um, did he just say all that to say free throws? <laughs> yep. Like, did he, <laughs> yep. Did, did, did he bring up free, I, up all right, free anyway, um, star, I, I don't, yeah, he said yeah. free throws. Okay, all right, wow. here's my last, okay, here's my last guy. Chris Middleton. Clay right. Thompson, star superstar? Star. 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 Oh, that was an easy one. What did he have in, how many did he have in the quarter? Only about seven eight. against the Kings. No, no, but it doesn't, Kings? no. I'm not, I'm not asking. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm Brandon just asking Jenner's the question. He had 37 before. points in one in one quarter in the third quarter. Why is he a star? Because he's playing against. Because he's playing with no, arguably the he, best shooter no, in the game. You're not starting a franchise with Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson no. is a fantastic second option. He's not yes. a number one. He's not a guy you are starting a franchise with. He's Why can't you start your franchise with? We could, but we just don't know, Carl. We only can. I like. I like. Right. My bad, my, my fault, God. No, we can only base it on what we actually know, and he's the perfect complement to Steph. We've seen what they look like. If none of them are there and it's just Clay, we've seen what it looks like sometimes. I think Clay could. could start on a team, but the question is, what's the team going to be? Like, I don't know. I, we don't know what Clay could. I, I think he'd be good, but no. I like I like Clay and all this like, stuff, but I, if, if he wasn't able to be like KD, they take the range from Steph. Then he's not built like that to me. So um, a second, I'll never uh, call second option a superstar. He's a great second option. He's what did he say? You he's said you can never call a second option a superstar. The, the, the one Russell what? Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is a second. The one exception was a superstar. Dwayne Wade with LeBron. Two superstars on the team. Wait, wait. That's my point. One exception. One exception would be Anthony Davis. Relax. What? what about Dwayne Wade? What about Dwayne Wade and LeBron? Dwayne Wade and LeBron? Wade. Wade. They weren't both superstars on the same team. Yeah. You know how many that's great fair, teams fair, there was in the history fair. of the league? So LeBron, LeBron and A.I. and D-Wade, so they're not superstars so on the Kareem same team. So Kareem and Magic weren't two superstars? So Kareem and Magic? Kareem and Magic weren't two superstars? Will Robinson. Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Listen, hold on. These little kids, Carl. I told you. They stop speaking blasphemy. Right now. Brandon, you will apologize to us now. This segment was present day. Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, Elgin Gordon. We're not talking about the 60s. We said that this segment is inspired. Okay, so fine. KD, James Harden, and Westbrook. You're right. Okay, okay, so we're talking about present. So we're talking yeah, about present. So that means so that means Paul George is not a superstar. No, he's no. not. No, he's no. not. Are you kidding me? 
dropping no. seven, dropping seven, nine points in an overtime. He line. had the potential. He he had the potential when he was with my Pacers. Uh, <laughs> he did. We was I taking agree. LeBron to Game Seven. He did. Okay, okay, MV, um, Miss Cleo, I got one question for you. You got Clubber Lang or Ivan Drago in the fight? Who you taking? Oh, Clubber Lang. What? I told you, call it easy. Well, well, first of all, first of all, he's not on the juice. You got, you got to understand. Ivan was on right. the juice. Thank you. you know what I'm we got to keep, we got to keep that in perspective. And then he, he got, he lost to Rocky while on the juice. Hello. Some wasn't a guy to, to mess with. You know what I mean? So, I'm if if it was a fair fight where both of them are not on the juice, it's not even close. Not even see. Call told you. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for joining me again. Reminder, tonight we will have a, a special post-game following Game 7 between the OKC Thunder and the Houston Rockets where we will preview the Western Conference semifinals and also discuss, will James Harden get eliminated in the first round or does Chris Paul be petty and advance to the second round? Harden and Russ, I, I love y'all, but y'all better not lose. They're going <laughs> to kill y'all tonight. Y'all better not lose. They're going to. Yo, Mike, so... So Michael definitely be on tonight. Make sure you guys like, share, comment, subscribe, and share the link. We'll Chris go Paul on. for MVP. The, listen, the game should end. Stop the game me. should end approximately 11:45, 11:50. So we'll go on immediately following the game. You can check us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Thank you, gentlemen. Let me bring in my uh, Lakers NFL and five. again. Please don't care about the Lakers. Lakers listen, Lakers my Celtics five. are cooking right now. The Celtics are cooking. Oh, That's all Lakers I'm gonna say. Celtic Heat, Eastern Conference Finals. I'm calling it. <laughs> well, he gonna get swept. We have a mixture of contributors coming in. We have the rest of the NFL team, uh, MVP, and uh, wanting to be MVP in the same building, real quick. Uh, Miss Cleo, you have anything <laughs> to say to the other MVP as he's still in here, as he's transitioning uh, out? Uh, absolutely. First of all, Cleo, stop talking in cold, bro. One minute you're talking about Russ didn't win because the team, and then you out here yeah. trying to mention, then you trying to mention my man Kyrie win percentage like he didn't play in Cleveland. But pre-LeBron, bro, like, come on, knock that shit off, bro. We all know what's up. <laughs> Russ ain't a superstar. If y'all got to think twice about Kyrie, then something's wrong with y'all, man. All right. So all Russ right. is better. Is, is Kyrie better than Russ right now? Absolutely. Oh, I'm leaving. This is <laughs> why you're not going back you to back. Guys, you should leave. Did you see Russell, Russell Westbrook? Guys, we got to move on with the show. First Let's game off about injury. Oh, my God. We're still, we're still talking about superstar. Guys, I'll talk to you soon. Um, Miss Cleo, I'll talk to you soon. And uh, free Miss Cleo. Thank we're, you. We're my man, totally free. <laughs> Dan, Thank welcome you, back. What, what, welcome to the Sports Hit List. Thanks for joining us here on the AFC South. Before we begin, yeah. I got to ask you a special question. Clubber Lang versus Ivan Drago, who you taking? Uh, oh, man. That's the Hit List question of the day. I know. What did everybody else say? I want to know. It's been split, honestly. We got some uh, Drago so, people. We got Clubber Lang because they, they feel that Drago was on the juice, so it's not a fair fight. So people are going I back took, and forth. I took Drago because Clubber Lang ain't have the stamina. That's how Rocky beat him in the second one. I mean, I guess I guess I'd have to go. With, I guess I'd have to go with Drago. I, I guess. I mean, I guess I would. If it was up to me, though, I would like scrap all this and do some Game of Thrones stuff, and I'd go with uh, Jason Momoa in this thing. That's what I would do. <laughs> I think all right, so you're going Drago. Okay, I, I I also went with Drago. But today we're here to talk about the uh, AFC South, and as soon as the Jags transactions happened this week, like I told you, Dan, <laughs> all the hitless contributors are saying, Carl, get Dan on the show. We need some answers. So you're at the front of the congregation. 
What are your answers, Dan? Could you do some ex- uh, explanation for us here on the sports? Yeah, what, what's going on down there? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Talk to us. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's funny because uh, within the last like three three years or so, I had, uh, I mean, obviously I'm down there covering the games inside the locker room and you see a lot in the locker room that you obviously uh, don't necessarily see on the field. And I had made mention of a list of guys that were a problem in Jacksonville. And I said, if these guys continue to be here, I think that there's going to be an issue. And, and uh, where do you draw the line between talent and, you know, the, the virus that they essentially were in the locker room, uh, Jalen Ramsey being one of them that I had mentioned, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, as well as Telvin Smith and Marcel Darius. The irony is now three years later, none of them are in the locker room. Telvin Smith has his own off the field issues. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was traded away. Uh, we look at the fact that Yannick Ngakwe was just traded away and Marcel Darius wasn't worth keeping. He actually would have counted against the cap more than Nick Foles or anybody this season if Jacksonville had kept him around. So uh, I can honestly tell you that the writing was on the wall with a lot of these guys, in my opinion, because they were such a disease in the locker room that no matter how good they were on the field, it was too much of an issue. And I just wondered when it was going to be that they were going to make a move. Now, I had said that I wanted two first rounders for Jalen Ramsey. And I was told by some people that that was fair. And other people told me that I was crazy. At the end of the day, I got my two first rounders that I thought that should be there. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, he was, it, it, it's, it's sad because he was so young in the game and his, uh, his connection to the team was just not good and uh, really not for a while. So it's been very strange, but Leonard Fournette, it, it's interesting because I thought that Leonard Fournette, I thought that, that that marriage could be repaired. I thought that there was a bridge that wasn't completely torched. I thought there was a couple pieces where it was kind of like, you know, watching one of those uh, movies with The Rock where you could like essentially run across the bridge really quick and still stay on it. I thought there were pieces that uh, could have connected Leonard Fournette back to Jacksonville. And I thought it was, I thought it was repairable. I really did. And, and apparently it wasn't. And it's been a long time. I'm wearing a shirt today that has a special meaning. It's been a long time and I don't know if I'll see it again. For a very long time, so I'm going to wear that today. I'm going to, I'm going to sport that NFL playoffs. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's. A, I mean, I'm I'm open to conversation. Whatever questions you guys have, but I saw the writing on the wall with a lot of these players. I thought Leonard Fournette could have been worked out. Guys, Dan, what are your thoughts? Think, Dan, I got I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, I, I didn't think Fournette's situation was repairable. I didn't think that once they declined the fifth year option. My question is the timing of the. Ngakwe trade right that's my only question you bring a guy into camp that you know is a problem right um you have him in the camp right negatively probably impacting the chemistry and all those other fun things and then you move him a week before camp closes and I don't even think you get what you probably should have gotten for him right do you do you do you question the front office at all you know, I, I think I think what the issue has been with a lot of these guys and uh, Jalen, like I said, I wouldn't have done anything with him without two first rounders, and that's exactly what they got. Uh, with Ngakwe, I think the the issue was he went onto social media and he was so adamant about how pissed off he was with them, and they didn't do this. And then we saw that you know members within the Jacksonville organization responded to him. Uh, Shad Khan's family directly responded to him within the organization on social media and said, listen, they, you know, you're saying this, but, but this is not completely true. And I remember them saying to, to Ngakwe on public forum, uh, they said, you know, you're really doing a great job marketing yourself right now. 
you know, you're really doing a terrific job to, to get yourself onto another team essentially because of how you're carrying yourself. And that was an issue that I really was concerned about with some of these guys because there has been such a problem with Ngakwe and the back and forth of these last two years, it's, does a team really want to deal with that? Do they want to take it on? And I think that you don't get necessarily what you want for him because of the issues that were played out in the public. Yannick Ngakwe did not shy away from anything. I, I mean, there are posts upon posts upon posts just on Twitter where he was so clear about how he felt. He didn't handle it like a professional, in my opinion. I, I can understand his discomfort, but I feel like he should have handled it in a better way. If he wanted to go somewhere else, you have to play nice, nice with the team that you're on so that they can move you to a place and make it happen. He doesn't have the decision where he goes. So, you know, as much as he may not like it in Jacksonville, you still have to work with them. It's kind of like if you want the job that you were at for the last three years to write a good recommendation letter for you when you're applying for another job, even if you don't like your boss, you got to do what you got to do to get that recommendation letter so that the last three years actually mattered and they don't get stricken from the record so that you can move on. He didn't do that. He caused the problem. He forced Jacksonville's hand. And I don't think Jacksonville was going to get what they wanted. He took less money. So ultimately, I don't think it worked out for anybody outside of the fact that he wanted to get out of there. The timing of it, Paul, that you asked me, uh, yeah, it is a little bit strange, but it's, it's kind of been the back and forth of, you know, how do we get this guy out of here? And I think they should have done it around draft time. I do. I think it would have made more sense to get something now that can immediately help them. But if you look at the way that they drafted, they set up to take his place in the draft. You know, Caleb on chase on getting him from LSU and getting a hybrid guy. That's a defensive end and outside linebacker. They now have three of those hybrid guys and they did. I think they made moves to essentially be prepared for Ngakwe eventually leaving. So I think Jacksonville set themselves up, but as far as, you know, getting rid of uh, Ngakwe at the right time, no, I, I don't think it's the best time, but at the same time, I think he, he made this play out in a very bad way because I don't think he was professional about it. Travis, um, do you see the Texans repeating as division champs here in, in, in the South? Oh, before I get, let me get, let me ask Dan a question real fast. Yeah, sure. Um, before, like you said, you said a lot of these guys were, you know, they were viruses in the locker room. At what point do, I mean, Paul mentioned that we look at the front office. But at what point do we look at the head coach here? Because it obviously seems like this team is tanking for Lawrence. I mean, the NFL version of tanking where you don't necessarily, you know, tank, but you just get rid of the talent on your team. So yeah. therefore you can't win games. But at, at, but it's obvious, dude, Doug, he, even if they get Lawrence, Doug Rose not going to be there to coach him next year. So why, like, at what point do we start looking at him? Because this is a lot of talent that has gone out of that team, that locker room. Like you said, like the shirt said, this team was in the AFC championship game three years ago. The yeah. funniest video I've seen on the internet this week was the guy going through the jerseys of all the talented players who are no longer there. Like, yeah. at what point do we look at Doug Marone on this one? Well, you know, I, I think what's uh, really interesting is I, I wrote an article actually when they were in the playoffs. I was at the divisional round in the AFC uh, in Pittsburgh and uh, and was there for the game, covering the game. And, and I had written an article about six years prior to uh, these last few years of, of what they had drafted. And there was a span where they lost every single player that was within that you know time period. It was almost like they had admitted that they drafted wrong for more than half a decade. And then they started bringing guys in, 
you know, and they got Ngakwe and they got Ramsey and, and, you know, and, and I think Gardner was a steal, but I also liked Gardner and knew of him when I was covering East Carolina before he went to Washington state. So, you know, Leonard Fournette, I thought that that was a good pick. I saw him play Syracuse here in uh, in Syracuse when LSU came into town and he had like an 81 yard touchdown that was insane. Should have been a sack and he somehow broke away and did what he did. Uh, one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in real time. So I thought that they've been drafting well. And, you know, you bring up the question of Doug Marone. And and if you guys will oblige me here to, to tell a little story about uh, Gus Bradley was a player's coach. In my opinion, he loved his guys. He didn't win, right? He didn't win. And, and ultimately, that was his demise. But the way he went about what he did and how he cared and how he approached it, he always had a positive light. Now, Doug Marone was the head coach of Syracuse for four seasons. I had him here. I can tell you that if you like anything about my personality, it's the opposite of Doug Marone. He's the opposite of me. So the reality of it all for me is I couldn't play for a guy. I wouldn't want to play for a guy like Doug Marone. And the reason being is I just don't see that. I don't see that rah-rah. I don't see somebody getting you up and go. I picture Doug Marone as the father that would come, that you would come home and he would eat dinner at five o'clock. And then he would take his socks off, get in the recliner, put the channel changer on his chest, fall asleep. And if you tried to change the channel, he'd wake up and say, I'm watching that. That's how I picture Doug Marone. I don't picture him helping you with your homework. I don't picture him talking to you about girls, seeing how your day was. I picture him saying, I had a long day. I did what I had to do. Leave me alone. Go do your job. It's time for me to go to bed. I hope your mother did the laundry for me. I hope she washed my underwear. That's how I picture Doug. And so to answer your question, Travis, I am baffled by the fact that this organization sent packing a man in his 70s that was their executive VP in Tom Coughlin, who the only time that they've ever made it to the AFC championship game, he's been in the building in some respect. Twice as a head coach, once as executive VP. When Doug was on the chopping block and Dave Caldwell was on the chopping block, which I thought was wrong because as a general manager, he's made really good drafting decisions, in my opinion, for talent. So I think Dave should be out of the discussion. But if it's between Tom and Doug, it had to be Doug. And I cannot fathom how the Jacksonville Jaguars and Shad Khan, who I deeply respect, has decided to keep Doug Marone in this organization for as long as he has, because I don't think that Doug Marone knows how to just, I, I, I never see this team being better than seven and nine or eight and eight with him as their head coach. I just don't see the personality gelling down there. I don't. Me either, Dan. Yeah. Aside from the uh, from the Jags, what do we see from the rest of the division? Uh, can the Houston Texans repeat, or is that uh, too far fetched to say? Ah, uh, they they too have a big mountain to overcome, and their mountain is called Bill O'Brien, because he is, I believe, he is an absolutely terrible coach when it comes to pressure situations. The talent is there on that team. The loss of DeAndre Hopkins is big, but I have a theory where I think. The combination of the players that they brought in, Brandon Cooks, David Johnson, and um, uh, Fuller at the wide receiver position, I think if you can get 2,100 to 2,400 yards out of the three of them, I think you'll be able to manage the loss of DeAndre Hopkins right there. So, I, no, I still don't see them winning, re repeating as the division, but it's possible. I think it's a fight between them and the Colts. Okay, MVP, do you see uh, – who do you see coming out of the division? Uh, first of all, can you still see me? No. 
not right now. I'm just making sure. Um, here's the no, thing, I can. man. Yeah. <laughs> here, here's the thing. I've seen this story before with the Houston Texans, not with them particularly, but with big name receivers exiting the building, and we think it can't be replaced. The one thing I know about the NFL is quantity always matters, man. So I could see Cooks being a deep threat, helping them for a guy who scrambles. You need a guy who can take the top off the defense. I can see Kenny Stills as like, you know, I think he's their fourth man if full is healthy. I see all of those things playing true. Um, and I think David Johnson has more in the tank than we, than we believe. My only concern with the Texans is they travel to four tough games and, and they host another four bad ones. I think they host the Packers. They host the Ravens. They travel to Kansas City. I don't see them winning those games. But can I see them edging out the division and winning nine games? Yes, I have them at nine games. I actually have, to answer your question, Carl, I do have the Titans winning the division at 10-6. and six. Um, <laughs> And I will tell you why. What's so funny, um, Travis? Again, because this, out this what's team, funny about that. <laughs> because this, the Titans have gone 9-7 and seven for four years in a row. What makes you think they win in 10 games right here? Like, well, Don't well, get me wrong. I like, I, I mean, I like the Titans. I'm, they are very well coached team, but uh, I, I think I think we they are what they are. I think. Yeah, I disagree. I think you are what you are, and, and, I, and I told you <laughs> the, the history has shown the and team has gone nine and seven for four years in a row. All so right, so Dan, could you play? Dan, could you play media minute? Um, mediator here between Travis and, and Paul. What are your thoughts on on? On this dynamic right now. Yeah, I mean, are we are we are we uh, trying to fight over you know getting a divorce? Frequent flyer miles. Can you guys take half six to forty? Can we do something like that? I want well, to give you miles. differences right here. Yeah. So I, that re, okay, this is what I have because I mean the AFC South to me this South's going to go down. I don't think the Texans are going to win the division. I don't like the move of DeAndre Hopkins. I think it's ridiculous. You traded talent in one area for talent in another area. And it doesn't make sense. I think that if you can get three or three or four of those guys to look like DeAndre, you know, you got some hope. Will Fuller, the, the fifth to me, is is their best option, but he doesn't stay healthy. Nope. And then Kenny Stills is another guy out there that's, you know, he's been pretty good, but, you know, inconsistent. And Brandon Cooks, to me, I've just, I've never been sold on Cooks. So my concern with them is bringing in David Johnson to get rid of arguably the number one wide receiver in the country in DeAndre Hopkins, and then to send him to Arizona to get taught by Larry Fitzgerald and then have young gun Christian Kirk there with Kyler Murray and a high flying offense. You know, I think that's, I think it was a very lopsided trade and I ultimately oh, believe, sure. and I, you know, and I believe that uh, I do believe that Tennessee, as much as they're in eight and eight and nine and seven, I think Jacksonville before they lost Fournette, I had him at six and 10. So it could be even worse this year after that. But prior to that, I had him at six and 10. I think ultimately we're going to see Jacksonville at the bottom, Houston below that. And I think the Colts and the Titans are going to fight for this because I really think the Colts have a lot of talent. They got a lot of guys in the backfield and they got good young receivers. And I think Phillip Rivers is going to do a lot with them. And I'm also a fan of Jacoby Brissett. And I know he's only gone so far, but I think he has more in the tank if he was called upon. I think Tennessee is going to fight with Indy for this division and I think that Tennessee should win it, should win it. But it's going to be a big question mark if they do win it 
But, you know, it's also if Ryan Tannehill can A, stay healthy, and B, be more than just a, a one-year wonder right now. But I think Tennessee should be in that position. And I think Indianapolis, with everything they put together and adding Phillip Rivers, automatically can put themselves to the top. Because I think Houston's won the division more often than not, not because they're great, but they're because they're just better than three teams that are not really that good. Mm. Finally here, before we wrap up, uh, we've seen baseball social distance. We've seen uh, NBA social distance. Next week, we get to see the NFL Texans versus Chiefs to kick off the season on NBC at uh, 820 social distance. What are we expecting to see from uh, social distance football, uh, Dan? You know, I, I just I don't know how I feel about the the virtual fans and pumping in the crowd noise like I kind of would like to hear the hits more. I'd like to hear the coaches kind of talk and yell out. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, ultimately, I think with sports being back, the important thing is for us to appreciate what we have. You know, two, three weeks in, people are going to start complaining about the commentators, complaining that there's no fans, and they're going to forget that there was a point where we didn't know if this could happen. I think that we can make it work as long as there's accurate testing and you keep people off the field that are positive. If nobody's got it on one side and nobody's got it on the other, you can't spread a virus you don't have. So I would like to believe that the NFL is going to do this right. They're going to put the product on the field. And if you got to watch it at home and order pizza and wings, or you go out to the bar and you do it, then you know what? Support your local businesses because they need help now more than ever. So I think, you know, because I talked to a couple of local business owners, bars and restaurants, and I said, don't be upset if fans aren't allowed in the stands. That's good for you because the next best place to watch it is at your establishment. So I would implore fans to socially distance, but also go out and support local businesses. I just want to see the guys have fun. We know, we all know that when sports begins, an hourglass is flipped. When that hourglass is flipped, it's never flipped back. So as long as they could do it safely, these people have trained their entire lives for one shining moment. And I feel like we should let them have it. Well said. Uh, Paul, you, you said in the previous segment what you're expecting. Anything else you're expecting on next Thursday with the with kickoff? Yeah, I mean, I feel like what we're going to see is what we expect to see, which is football. I don't even know how you possibly social distance on the football field with 80 guys on the sideline. There's it, nothing you could do there, right? So I think what we're going to see is a great <laughs> We're going to have plexiglasses uh, on the bench. To, you know, you know, to get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're going to see an amazing product. I think, you know, and what we will see is what we hope. And to Dan's point, what I would really love to probably hear the most with not having fans is I would love to hear the communication that happens between play to play the entire duration of a football game from the safety talking to the linebacker, talking to the nose guard, to the receivers talking about what coverage they think is coming. Those types of dialogues would be surreal. Like we get a chance to see it on NFL films, right? When the season's over, like that would be surreal for me as a, as a sports fan. Uh, Travis, you, you said in the previous segment, what you expect, anything else you expect for a kickoff next week? Or I know you're, you're, you're primarily focused on the game, so you don't carry the way. Right, I'm, I'm here with the panel. I don't need the fans. I, when they, when they put the virtual noise and all that in the NBA playoffs, I don't need all that. Just put them in a gym, let them play. Put them on the field and let them play. Like Paul said, I want to hear all that. I want to hear the pads hitting. I'm not worried about all that. Everybody just sit back, enjoy football on TV. Because like we've already said, I've never been to a game anyway. I only know how to enjoy We it have to game. fix that, man. Come on. You can't be on the sports hit list. You can't be on our podcast and not been to an actual game. And you're supposed to be No, nope. See, I'm enjoying – see, welcome to you my can't world. Do that, yeah, can't, man. Nobody, man. can't nobody go to a game now. <laughs> I'm, not, 
<laughs> imagine having a nickname box office when you've never been to a game. It doesn't matter. I still study it. I don't need to be there to hey, study it. I got, hey, Carl, I got a question for Dan. Um, yeah. Do you think Earl Thomas is done in the NFL? Yeah, where would – yeah, that is – I think he, he is, is, but – He's still, he's still on the market. Yeah, that's a – You know, I – Season starting next week. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I honestly – it's interesting because there's some guys that have been given chances. I mean, Pac-Man Jones, I think he had 14 charges and he just kept coming back. And the crazy thing about it that you guys should, uh, should, should check out if you want to look more deep, like deeper into it is that he typically got in trouble in the off season. It was like everyone, but two cases was in the off season. And then two of them were around Halloween time. But I found it very interesting that it was like he almost didn't know where to put his energy when he wasn't playing football. And I know guys talk about trying to like reacclimate themselves to society and you go from this barbaric sport and going 110 miles an hour trying to kill somebody to just like walking through a grocery store and having to say, excuse me, and, you know, wheel your little cart by screaming babies and stuff. So it's not the same. Uh, Do I think Earl Thomas, I think that, you know, People give chances. I, it's just the right situation. But I mean, there's been a lot around Earl Thomas these last few years. So if he doesn't, I could understand it. But that doesn't mean the XFL doesn't make a call. It doesn't mean, you know, that eventually the NFL doesn't make a call. Uh, you know, so I, I would I would honestly tell you, there are some guys out there I'm surprised. And one of them that uh, Jacksonville might circle that is uh, Devontae Freeman. Pac-Man wasn't a bad locker room guy. It's starting to get around that Earl's a bad locker room guy. Yeah, that, well, That's, that's a thing. big problem. I think what people are going to start to realize is, you know, if Jalen acts the same way in LA, I mean, it's like, it's the Dwight Howard effect. I had Dwight Howard when he was in Orlando and I had him for a couple of years. And I was like, this guy is all about Dwight. And he is going to ruin this franchise. He's going to kill it. He's going to suck it, suck it dry from the inside out. He's just going to pull all the energy out of it. And he did. He left. He left a giant crater. And I, the words that I said when he was in Orlando have rang true in every single city he's been in. He commits to you for a year, a half a year, two years, and that's it. It's mm-hmm. all about Dwight. And when you have that in the locker room, people might get really excited. We got Jalen Ramsey. We got Yannick Ngakwe for next to nothing. But if they start doing it in more than one locker room, then you realize it's not a Jacksonville problem. It's a them problem. And and that's what you really get to see, which will be interesting. I don't think Leonard was anywhere near where some of the other guys were that I mentioned. And I'm, it's very unfortunate that, uh, that his, his time in Jacksonville was so short lived. I think he could have been the next franchise back there. All right, gentlemen, each week, I, I know we will review the previous week and preview the upcoming week. I know that makes Travis excited because we that's that's a ton of football assessment uh, on the sports hit list. So that's the plan going forward is that we'll review the, the week one and then preview the following week. And Dan, thank you for joining us. Um, you're always welcome to join us on any segment. We love having you and definitely your input on what's going on with the Jags and also around the league as well. You want to give a quick shout out to your, uh, to your show? Uh, yeah, Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. It can be uh, watched on facebook.com backslash live now dt and it can be heard anywhere in the world on mixlr.com backslash wake up call dt monday through friday from 9 to 11 a.m eastern time we're on all social media we're on youtube.com backslash wake up call dt and thank you gentlemen for being therapeutic for me today but to answer your question about jacksonville 
<laughs> the hell if any of us know, but I think they need a new head coach. And I think that we definitely need, if we're going to shed everything, they need to, they need to uh, have a new vision for this team. And I don't think Doug Marone can, can be on the other side of this vision. Yeah, well, I think Dan, drafting well too. Too, like, I we'll definitely see you year. later down the line of the season. We got uh 17 weeks of fun. We also have the playoffs, so I'm sure you'll pop up um on one of our lives when someone has something to say about the Jags. They'll they'll, they'll tell. Be more it. excited about that, Carl. I don't <laughs> sense the excitement. Be more excited about football being listen, back. Listen, listen. The NBA is coming to a close. I don't even know when they're coming back. It may be January, or February. I don't know what cousin Adam's thinking, but. Listen, I'm gonna be Dan, watching. Listen, I'm even watching hockey now. Uh, I'm an Islanders fan. I'm watching. I'm watching a little bit of everything now. So you got that NFL. Can somebody in, in my save my Raptors is my question. Can somebody... I don't know, man. Listen, Whoa, one game at a Boston. time. What's going on? Dan, one game at a time. And and thankfully, you're not crying about the refs because that, that's what I've been seeing on social media. A lot of Raptors fans are complaining about the refs. They didn't get this call. But Marcus Smart shoots five three pointers in the fourth quarter. You blow a twelve point lead. I don't see any refs at that given point. So that's all I'm Dan, saying about that. Dan, the only person that can save the Raptors is Drake. And problem is, he's, shoot, he's filmed. He's creating a new studio album, which means he is not available for the bubble. Hey, he's listen, the I'm only guy to... that can save them. I'm going to tell you this. I need another championship. I need to I need to laugh now and cry later. Is I, what I, I agree. I, that's where I'm at. How much are you really missing Kawhi, though? You know, they built a system that, that's able to work without one central superstar, and I think they showed that. I know Boston's got a lot of firepower, and I was concerned about this, but I thought that they were going to answer the call a little bit better. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that, it's, that they're down two games to nothing right now, and I would like to hope that they can flip this thing back around. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Drake was in, in a video with, with Odell Beckham, and we know that Odell hasn't really shown up lately. Maybe Drake and I need to do something because, you know, life, life, life maybe life gets better if Drake and I, October babies, October's very own, Raptor fans, <laughs> we're going to make it happen. You know oh, what I mean? Man. I'll spit a couple bars for him. Whatever I got to hey, do. I, whatever hey, I got to do. Here's what I'm, I will I'm, tell you. Here's what I'm going to say, Dan. Yeah. Uh, and I got to credit the MVP, Ray Jarvis, for this. He's not on the segment. But he did touch on the fact that the Raptors made the adjustments and was in a great position to win that basketball game. So the future is bright for you guys. But, but Kyle Lowry got to play better. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, no, definitely. Without doubt. All right. Yeah, I'm Next. Gonna, I'm going to put you on the dance. I'm going to put you on the spot, Dan. You think it's over for your Raptors? Or you, you think they're going to come back and take Carl's Celtics down? I think this will go at least to game six. Are you picking yourselves as the winner, though? Come on now. Can I do anything else, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you got the I'm Boston going game man by right. game. You got Listen, the Boston Dan, man right Dan, there. I need Dan, you to be definitive on Dan, that. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Listen, I'm going to social distance hug him right now. There we say, go. Say with, <laughs> say with your chest out. Come on, Listen, now. Listen, Dan, Dan, for, Dan yeah. since you haven't been around the hit list too long, yeah. in the group, every single year since I don't know how many years in a row, I've predicted the Celtics to make it to the championship. Every single year I come out and say they're going to make it, they're going to make it. This yeah. year, I have not said it, and I'm keeping that stand, so I'm not uh, saying you it. You just jinxed it again. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying oh, right, it. Right, right. I'm not, that, I didn't say it. Like, that's like, that's I did like not the reverse jinx right there. That's I like didn't say, say it. Like, I've never I'm said not it. I'm not going to say it. I haven't said it. I believe it, no, but I'm not no, going to say it. I have limited Come my on, trash Carl. talking because every time I boast my ego and I talk, they lose. So I have not. I've been very quiet. I've been keeping my distance. I haven't said much. I've been very limited in my trash talking this year. I'm yeah. not hey, Carl, you hey, both Carl, let me I'm down not... with this topic. I was hoping to get <laughs> some trash talking. Yeah, both let me down. Just listen, Travis. I'll make you feel better. Okay, I'm going to give you a Kevin Hart comment because this is how I feel. 
I'm not going to trash talk right now because I don't like doing it because I feel like I get an immediate hit by God. Like my karma is immediate. So I'm going to tell you, I have a checking and a savings and I'm not going to move it over because I don't think it's going to go through. So I'm just <laughs> going to wait. I'm going to wait on it. I'm going to believe in my team. I'm going to believe in their abilities. I'm happy Kyle Lowry's there. He's been, I, I create, listen, I criticized him two years ago, two years ago, I criticized him. And then they won an NBA finals. And now arguably people are saying he's the best point guard in Raptors history. So I am very, very happy to see this team. I am very surprised at what's been going on and their inability to score a lot and the bench not really helping. I mean, they came off a game where they scored 150 points and the bench had 100 points, never in NBA history in regular or, pro, or uh, postseason has that happened. So I want to tell you this is going to a game six. Travis, I want to tell you that we can win this thing. But I know if I trash talk and I prognosticate about it, I know that I have a 0% chance of being right. I'm like a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, so I won't do it. I won't. Well, I just, if Carl said you said, yeah, cancel each other out. Come on now. <laughs> hey, Paul, you had a last quick comment before we go. Hey, you were going to ask me something. A couple of things. So that, that message you got, Carl, I do every time I play the lotto. Hey, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. And I ain't never won. So here's what I would tell you. Raptors in seven. Book it. Oh, see? And you know I what? This is how we end the you, show. Man. This is how we end the show. You guys make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe to the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Thank you. This is how I definitely have to end the show because he's there showing me the go. North now on my there platform. He's showing me the North. He's trash talking. He's not gonna, I'm not going to bite, Dan. I'm not biting. I'm not biting at all. All right? Raptors in seven. Thank you for watching the Sports Hit List by the fans and for the fans. Please make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe. And I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Please make sure you're staying safe. Take care, everyone. Take care. Thank you. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.